Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. Hang on, you know what? I forgot to turn my light on. Look at that. How's everybody doing tonight? Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. It's great to be here. Uh, let me go ahead and hit this other button here. We are going live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok tonight. Let's hear it for the TikTok folks. Yeah, see, that's the issue. I'm going to, I'm going to be talking to you guys and the TikTok at the same time. The issue I have here is that the only times I, I can do lives with TikTok is when... Okay. My guest isn't coming tonight because of weather issues, which doesn't surprise me because there are a lot of weather issues out there. So unfortunately, no guest. However, however, I am not going to read a book tonight. I was thinking about reading the book. If something went wrong, I've changed my mind. Every night and then during the day, I get on TikTok and I tell ghost stories about investigations that the team's gone on and what we've experienced. And so I thought, let's do that tonight, right? And then I can bring the TikTok gang in. So the TikTok gang is over here. Hello, everybody over at TikTok. Now, rules, same rules apply. If you're watching from Facebook or YouTube and you like what you see, hit that like button. And if you haven't followed us already, follow or subscribe. There's a little ghost in the bottom right-hand corner over here. See, I'm pointing at it. See, see, see? Okay. I'm pointing at it. And click on that, and that will subscribe you to our videos. There's 480 videos more than that actually sitting over there of different topics okay so if you would do that that'd be great twitch same thing now tiktok you guys over on tiktok if you like what you hear tonight follow me and tap that screen i'd like to get a thousand likes tonight on tiktok think we can do that think we could do a thousand likes tonight let's try and get a thousand likes tonight just keep tapping that screen and if we get the thousand, let's shoot for two thousand. All right, let's try for a thousand likes every ten minutes and see how it goes. So that means in what forty to see every ten minutes tonight for this hour, we're gonna do a thousand likes. All right, so just keep tapping that screen. Keep tapping that screen. Anyway, yes, because of weather-related issues, my guest can't be here tonight, but that's okay. Now to explain what's going on on TikTok here is that I'm trying to get to where we can actually interview guests and you can hear the guests on TikTok that I'm interviewing. But I haven't got the technology to do that yet. So I have to do it like this. I see you guys. And the issue is you're way over there, so I can't read the screen. Same thing with what I'm doing over here because i got two screens going here. got two sets. All right. So my name is Charlotte. I'm also the owner. My name is Charlotte. I am the owner of the California. Oh, my God. My name is Charlotte, and I'm the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team. Based out of Sacramento, California, I'm also your host tonight. Yeah, I'm your host because I'm the host with the most. Corny, huh? Things we do for TikTok. Anyway, uh, my team is 45 strong up and down the state of California, and we actually go out and do paranormal investigations. Isn't that cool? So if you have a paranormal issue in California, let me know. You can get me on TikTok. You can get me on Twitter. You can get me on Facebook. You can get me on YouTube and Instagram. I am Ghosty Gal, all lowercase on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Come on, let's get, keep tapping. Let's get those thousand. Let's get the first thousand every 10 minutes. Put, give me a thousand. And on YouTube, you can find us at youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio. All right. Because we are a legitimate radio show. We do every. We, we're on the air Sunday through Friday. We do shows. Okay? But for like I said, for you TikTok folks, since I can't interact with the computers and stuff so that you can hear my guests, the only shows we're going to be doing for now until I get it all like figured out is the, these where I'm just talking, you know, or where I'm reading the book or I'm talking. Because if you go back to, if, you, if you're able to go back and look, I have two already where I've read books and then I've done one-on-ones with you guys. I decided to do a one-on-one with everybody tonight. Okay, just keep tapping that screen. Keep tapping that screen. Show me your likes. Anyway, 
like I said, since I don't have a guest tonight because of weather, we're just going to go ahead and tell stories. And some of these stories you guys have heard, some of these stories you haven't heard. But I've been a ghost hunter for almost 25 years. I was with another team to start out. And then I was filming another team. I, I was filming a TV show called California Haunts. And the TV show came out the same time as another TV show you might know called Ghost Hunters. We all came out at the same time. Pretty cool, huh? Keep, come on, keep tapping the screen. I don't see any hearts going up. Come on, show me some love. And I had a lot of adventures filming that show. A lot of adventures. In that I learned how ghosts can affect equipment. You know, because you hear stories about ghosts and draining batteries. You know, you hear that stuff all the time. That's true. Man, you go through so many batteries on an investigation. Before I do an investigation, I buy like probably $30 in batteries. I've got a big box I carry of batteries. Because you will go through batteries like crazy during an investigation. And it goes the same for your video cameras. The weirdest things happen with video cameras. We film, we used to film, and we probably still film out on, on location with the Sony TRV 740 cameras. At one time, um, we used to work with public access station in Woodland. And we used to film ghost, ghost, um, ghost, ghost hunts like out in Yolo County and stuff. And we used to use these cameras because they were the broadcast quality ones that they were using at the public access stations. And what would happen during investigations is that you would, and I just didn't buy the little batteries. I had the big, thick batteries, you know, the, with, with the extra power. And you would put these things on, and during the investigation, you would see the battery drop from 100% all the way to zero. And then they pop back up suddenly. So the psychics we had out with us on these things would tell me that's the ghost draining the battery in the video camera. But that's what was cool about it was you could actually see physically see with your eye, you, you could see these things dra draining all the battery power out. And I said, well, what do I do? And the psychic looked at me and said, oh, that's easy. Just tell them to stop. And I thought, okay. So every time the camera would drain or start to drain, I would add, I would tell the ghost to stop. But, I, but I'd have to be really forceful about it, you know, stop doing that. And then the power would go back up. Go figure, right? All right, keep tapping those screens if you like these stories. If you like real ghost stories, these are real ghost stories from the California Haunts files. And we have done a lot of stuff. The other thing these cameras will do is they will get blurry if, if there's a ghost. Because autofocus, because I'm a blind bat, right? So I got to use autofocus. If the ghost comes near the camera, the cameras will blur up. And I've had a lot of experience with that. And that's why I call these particular cameras the ghost trackers, because they do that. And I can tell you from experience, um, you know, I told the story the other day about, about a particular psychic that was sitting in a rocking chair in, a, in this room, and I was filming. And I filmed for about 15, 20 minutes with her. And she was telling the story, doing a channeling session, telling the story of this woman who was pregnant and her husband was cheating on her down the hall with somebody else. All dead, of course. And while she's rocking, when she rocks back, she's clear. When she would rock forward, she was blurry. And she just kept happening. And if you hear me on camera, I mention it to her. And she says, yes, I know. I sat in something. And I said, what do you mean you sat in something? And she says, well, I didn't want to let her in all the way. So I'm what I'm doing is I'm slowly rocking back and then I'm rocking into her and then I'm rocking back away from her. And I got this footage for probably about 15, 20 minutes. Fascinating footage. And someday, uh, once we have the capability for TikTok and Facebook, I will show you guys this footage. It's tremendous footage. It's the first time I really experienced that with that particular camera. You know, and, and that at that level same night they went into a room to to talk with somebody i don't know who the hell they were talking to and i was stuck in the hallway so i sat down in this chair and i was just kind of hanging out i wasn't really doing anything had the camera kind of sitting there on 
And I noticed out of the corner of my eye, I see something blurry at the end of the hallway through the camera. And I thought, well, maybe the camera, you know, or the old building. And the blur thing starts coming towards me. I can track it with the camera as it's coming down the hallway. So I'm trying to be really cool because it's, it's like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. And I'm trying to be really nice because, you know, you, there's the, the hotel, you know, clients are sleeping and stuff, you know. And I'm, I'm trying to whisper, kind of loud whisper, like what they call the stage whisper, right? Hey, right? There's something in the hallway with me. And no one came out of the room. So I tracked this with the camera. I did not film. I wasn't filming because it happened so fast. I didn't even think that. I didn't even think to hit the record button on the camera. See, I was still a, I was still a young investigator at this point. So I didn't think to hit the record button on the camera, right? So I tracked it all the way down the hallway. I could feel the cold breeze as it, as this thing went by. And then it went around the corner down towards the room that they were in and went through the door. And then when they came out, I said, hey, I don't know what this was, but I tracked something down the hallway with the camera. Oh, yeah, it was, it was her and she was angry. Really? Same night, three of the three, like three around three thirty a.m. Same night. The gal and I are both photographers, so we're taking photos after the investigation. We're just like in relaxed mode. We're in this hallway. Don't want to wake anybody up. We're just taking some real cool shots. You know, there, there's there's some room where the lights are coming. You know, the the, the light shining from behind the door. You and you can see it in the crack, and you're trying to get those real creepy photos. All of a sudden, we hear these footsteps come towards us. And I mean, these were like fast, angry, poundy footsteps. So we're looking around and we're thinking, well, it's an old hotel. It's got wooden floors. They've got a, you know, people might be up walking around. Who knows what it is? They come towards me, these footsteps. And they stop right in front of me. And at that point, I got this vision of this woman, this blonde-haired woman, a shorter woman with kind of a rounded face looking at me really angry. And I looked at her, and the first thing I thought of to say is, I don't have a beef with you. She disappeared, and she and I heard the footsteps continue around me to where my, to where my, where my, to, to where my friend was. Now, my friend had been setting up a tripod to take a real nice night shot. I watched the tripod, and so did she. The tripod lifted three feet off the ground. It was thrown down the hallway. Broke the camera. We both saw it. We both witnessed it. I mean, it's things like that that happen that you don't that you don't believe actually happen when 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 you're when these investigators go out. Now, do they happen all the time? No, they don't happen all the time. Ghost hunting can be really boring. Believe me, it's not like TV. It can be really, really boring. But these things do happen. Same place. My partner who was filming that day with me. We were down having dinner in the, in the dining room. There's a picture of him with a hand reaching through his head at the back. You can clearly see the head. You can see this part of the arm and the hand going in right into his head. Freaked him out. Freaked him out. But that stuff happens. You know, we go to this... Uh, my team, once I split from them and, and we just started doing our own thing, we go to this town called Columbia. And uh, the name of the hotel right now just kind of blows me away. I, I have no clue. So we're driving up. And it's all twisty roads going up to this place. If you guys know where you you know, fam the famous Yosemite Park, right? The famous Yosemite Park. This is about, I don't know, about 30 miles from Yosemite. So we're driving up this little road, going up there, and we suddenly feel really cold in the van. And my friend is getting sick. One of our investigators is starting to get nauseous. And I thought, oh, my God, we've driven through something. Um, here's a hint. I, I have a game for you guys to play in the summer, okay? If you're driving, if say it's really hot, okay, and you're driving down the freeway. What you want to do is roll the windows down on the car. Because at some point on that freeway, you may feel, and I'm not going to say you're going to feel it, I'm saying you may feel a cold spot. 
And what I did over the years, because of being a newspaper reporter and everything else and crime beat reporter, is I would go down these freeways because sometimes I didn't have air conditioning in my vehicles. And I would go back and get, get in the archives of the newspaper and look stuff up and find out that there was a fatal accident in that spot. So sometimes that energy lingers and you can pick it up as you're driving through. Try it. I'm telling you it'll work. Works every time. Anyhow, we're driving up this road and I'm feeling cold. She's getting sick. And Nancy Matz, <laughs> bless her soul, Nancy Matz, who's on the show as a regular, and I've known her for years. I get on the phone. I'm, calling, I'm talking to Nancy Matz. And she says, there's someone in the backseat of the car. Someone from the hotel. Because we were headed for a hotel. And I said, okay, what did we do? She said, well, ask him to leave. So I asked him to leave. But we weren't that far away from the hotel. So we get to the hotel. He's still in the car with us. We can still feel him in the car. He finally gets out of the car. We yell and kick him out of the car. Good way to kick anything you pick up on the road like that. You can just yell at him and say, I don't want you here. Get out of the car. All right. We get him out of the car and we're parked in front of the hotel. We get out of the, you know, we, we get out of the car. We go to the front door of this hotel and we're banging on the door. Hey, we're here. We're here. We're really loud. We're banging. Nobody answers the door of this hotel. A manager from one of the hotels down the street comes over to let us in because he had keys to this hotel too because the same lady owned the other hotel. And he said, because I can hear you down the street. What's going on? We get inside and the hotel manager or the night manager who was there was only two doors away. She could not hear us. Like something was... Something was stopping us from being heard before we got in this hotel. That should have been the ominous feelings going in that we should have known that the night was not going to go as well as we planned at that point. Right? So I decided to make a trip to the ladies' room, and my partner decides to do the walking tour with this night manager. So I get out of the restroom. They come to me, and I'm told that because this hotel has, a, has like an old theater hook to it. And so they went down to this old theater while well, something shoved my partner down the stairs of this theater, down the stairs of this theater. So things were already starting to go awry that night. Okay. So, so everybody gets there. Psychic shows up. You know, we're starting to do our stuff, set our equipment up. Nothing but problems with the equipment. Nothing would work right. Cameras wouldn't, cameras wouldn't focus. Cameras wouldn't stay on. They, They'd be on for a couple of seconds or a couple of minutes, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it would be like like a TV, you know, all that, all kinds of problems. Psychic says, "There's a man here who doesn't want us here, and there's one room in particular he doesn't want us in." And I said, "Okay, that's cool. We'll avoid the room." Somehow, we got in that room at some point during the night, and. Um, so we're investigating, and towards the end of the night, we decide to go to the parlor of this hotel and do an EVP dowsing rod session, and we're sitting in there, and it's it's dark, and the only light is coming. The front door had, like, stained glass on it. It was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So that's the only light coming in to this room that, that we're sitting in. I'm on, like, this on this small love seat, and then there's eight, there's, and, my, and bear in mind, there's, like, eight other investigators in there with me at this time, okay? If you like these stories, hit the like button, tap the screen. Keep tapping, keep tapping, keep tapping. So I'm doing the I'm doing the session. And one investigator says, there's someone coming up the hallway. And I ignored her. I looked back and I thought, I can't see nothing. I mean, it was dark. I don't know how she could see anything. Come up, come up that hallway. And I continued with what I was doing. And as I'm sitting there, I see a shadow man and he can't be more than 10 feet away from me. And he walks over, stands near this wall and he's watching us. A dark shadow. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I can see, I can make out the features. I can say, I can see the guys, I can see the shadow's nose even, you, you know, I mean, not that he had a face, but you know, a shadow face. And everybody erupts at that moment. Get out in the name of blah, 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 you know, 
So then he turns to the right and he walks out the stained glass door. You can see him do this with the light coming through. He definitely walks out. And so I waited a couple minutes and I started the session back up. And this is, I'm telling you, this is like 3 a.m., right? It's 3 a.m., witching hour and all that stuff. And he comes back through. I see him come back through towards us. And he got about halfway there and I went, okay, we're done. That's it. We're done for the night. Wrap it up. So we wrapped up all the equipment, loaded the cars up, drove home. Well, <laughs> I get home. I'm exhausted. So I laid on the couch for a while. And then I could feel so I could, I could feel something heavy on top of me, like a person. And this is that twilight sleep thing that people have where, where you're like almost completely asleep, right? You know, where people tend to have paranormal experiences because they're almost completely asleep. And I remember feeling that. And I not only felt that, I could feel him right here or feel somebody right there. So I, I reached up and I could literally feel the arms or, or feel, you know, his shoulders or whoever's shoulders it was right here. And I shoved the person off and told him to get on my and told him to get on my house immediately. So I get on the phone and I'm I'm talking with one of the team psychics. And it was it was and it's, it turns out it was it was it was the man from the hotel that didn't like me. But as it turned out, and I know it's as far fetched and wild as it sounds. According to her, I reminded him of someone he was married to, and that's why he followed me home. Wow. Okay. And that's why he didn't like me. Because notice the was, right? So they must have at some point gotten into it. So that's that story of that hotel. Sometimes I wonder why I go out, right? All right. Tap that screen if you like these. Show me some love. Show me some likes. Facebook people, you guys do the same thing. Well, you can't tap, but hit those like buttons. TikTok, same thing. All right. Anyway, continuing on. That was that investigation. And you know what? I apologize. The thing with the hand going through the guy's head did not occur at that one hotel. I'm sorry. That was the Brookdale Lodge. The famous Brookdale Lodge. The Brookdale Lodge is located near Santa Cruz, California, and it has a brook literally running through it, and the story is a little girl drowned in the brook, and she, from time to time, you, see, I get confused, there's been so many investigations, from time to time, you, you can hear the little girl sing and stuff, like she's playing by the brook. I'm glad I caught that, very bad, you know, that was an interesting place in and of itself, we heard splashing in the pool. When we were down there, 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 there's this big swimming pool that's kind of downstairs and off to the side. And we heard uh, splashing in that pool while we were standing there. And I caught some of it on EVP. Um, that's another place where I walked. And you know what was funny about that place? You know that scene? There's that scene in Shining where Jack Nicholson walks into the ballroom. And they're all standing there. And they turn around with with, with, with their bottles and, and their glasses of, of booze and they, and they, you know, hold them up and invite them in. When I walked into the Brookdale Lodge, that's what I saw. There were a bunch of gangster type people because it just, this was like during um, Prohibition was the height of this place. And so when I walked in there, I saw them all standing there. They were all talking and partying and they had, they had their big cigars and all this was going on and they were drinking. But they were all there and they turned around to look at me and then turn back to what they were doing. I remember that. I remember that distinctly. I also remember being in an EVP session, a massive EVP session in a downstairs um, dining room, which was probably used to play poker and stuff back in the day, and feeling something really cold come towards me, and somebody saying that there was something that they couldn't figure out what it was. It had red eyes, and I remember being all freaked out because I said, "What was it coming to me for?" You know. I also, during a later session in that room, felt someone tap my leg like this underneath the table. None of, none of the investigators. So that happened. And then again, in the dining room is where the hand, where, where you see the arm reaching into the investigator's head. Creepy. Creepy stuff. 
Creepy, creepy, creepy. The Murphy's Hotel. That's another one. Real active place. Very, 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 very active. Haunted by Eleanor, who is like... The stories on her differ, but Eleanor pretty much is like the head maid. She takes care of the hotel. Lots of stories coming out of there. Lots of activity. I mean, every time we go there, we get really good EVPs. In fact, again, back to the camera that 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 detects ghosts. We did a seance slash EVP session down up in the what they call the Mark Twain ballroom. Huge ballroom. Some of the stuff that happens in this ballroom is that the curtains will open and close on their own. They'll hear plates jingling. Voices coming from this room. Because at one time during the Civil War, it was also used as a barracks. So they had a bunch of, you know, they had a bunch of bunk beds and stuff stacked in there. So you got that energy running through there as well. But the kicker part of this hotel is that General Ulysses, or shall we say President Grant, stayed there. And there's there's actually a presidential suite upstairs. So we're in this Mark Twain ballroom, which is on the second floor. We're, on the, we're in this Mark Twain ballroom doing a session. Um, investigator Jose is there. Um, Medium Sharon is there. I'm there. My mother my mother was actually present on this one. And a couple of Jose's friends were there. And as we're sitting there, I, I, I went ahead and took some, because I, I like to be creative when I do stuff, so I went ahead and took some motion detectors and put them completely around the table. Because the idea was, I've got the camera, so if anything comes in the room or comes to the table, I would be able to see it. You could, you know, we'd be able to see the cameras trigger. And the whole time we were doing the session, we would see these cameras trigger, and then another camera would trigger like something was either coming or going. But we would see the cameras trigger on and trigger off, trigger on, trigger off. So I'm filming, and I'm watching Jose and Sharon, and all of a sudden Jose gets really blurry. Right then and there, I know what's going on. And so the first thing I say is, really calm, Jose, you're blurry. And he goes, and I feel tingly all over. And I said, well, why is that? And then Sharon says, you're not going to believe this. It's Grant. Grant is here, and he's, he's, he wants to talk to Jose. Well, Jose was having none of it. So Jose says, you, had to, you do not have permission to enter my body. You do not have this permission to do this. And the second he said that, boom, he cleared up. Who knows, right? I mean, th these are the things that happen when you're investigating like that. You know, when, when you're doing sessions like that. This is, this is what happens. <laughs> but there's other things that have happened there. I mean, oh good, I just disappeared down to Mario Land on the screen. How nice. There's other things that happen that, that happen there as well. I mean, when we've been there where doors will lock and we can't get into our rooms, and then all of a sudden they'll open. You know, we've heard we we've heard like footsteps in our rooms, like 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 when we stayed the night there. We we've heard footsteps, you know, in the rooms we're staying in. We were able to debunk some stuff too that that, that was widely reported there. But, I mean, because we're not there just to look for ghosts, right? We're not there to prove, we're not there to say there's ghosts there. We're there to, to look for stuff to see if there are ghosts there, right? So we have debunked stuff in that place. It's not like, you know, but this is the stuff that we actually experienced in this place. You know, there's times where you can put your arms out, especially during an EVP session or something, like especially in that ballroom, where you can actually feel something touching your hand. I had reports from investigators that, while they were sleeping, they the, uh, they could they felt like they were being touched. Karen Clark, who's one of our uh, lead field psychics, actually has a well, I don't know how to say relationship, but she she gets along with this ghost named John, and John really will give her good really EV, really good EVP sessions, and she picks up a lot of really cool stuff. You know when she talks to him, including one time we were there, and it was during one of our uh, events that we were there, one of our annual events that um, we heard a voice that sounded just like her husband. And I didn't hear this till like 2 a.m. because I didn't listen to the EVPs until later. 
And I remember we got upstairs and I said, you know, you you better call your husband because I think something might be wrong because it definitely sounded, I let her listen to it too. It sounded just like him, right? So I don't know if it was John trying to sound like him or not, because there's even, there's sessions where Karen's talking to John and she'll say, well, I love you, John. And then John will say, I love you too. I love you back. That's the, the, the that, that's the rapport they have. But I mean, I was sitting there one time, my mother again was there and we were sitting around a table during, again, during one of our events and, and, you know, doing a whole holding hands thing and all this. And we actually were able to get the, cause there were like these, these, these uh, water glasses on the table and we were actually able to get the ghost to respond by, 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 by banging the water glass. It sounded like somebody had a knife or a spoon and banged the side of the glass. Caught it all on EVP. And at the same time, there's, there's a kid, there, there's a smaller kitchen in that room, you know, in that ballroom. And so we could hear people walking around in that kitchen and moving stuff around in there. And this, I'm, I'm talking, you know, Ghost Hunter is 3 a.m., right? So this is 3, 3 4 a.m. We're, we're there and we can hear this going on in there. I remember what our first investigation there with my team and the reports that came out. Um, I'm very meticulous about paperwork and reports. These guys have to fill out what time it happened. What did it feel like? All that stuff, right? And I got a full report from them. Plus, it was on it was on the recorder that there was like a ball of energy that they were chasing around with with the with the electromagnetic field meter, and they were chasing it around the the Mark Twain ballroom, and they actually traced it, you know, the size of it and everything. But they were chasing it around that room, and two of the investigators ended up having having to leave the hotel because they got physically ill. They were throwing up from whatever that energy was. So it's a very active place. And there's stories. Eleanor um, has been known to, I don't know if it's a cook in, in the main kitchen, but there was a celebrity chef there. And I'm not going to say names because I don't want to get sued, but there was a celebrity chef there who goes in and, and, makes changes in hotels and, you know, and, and, and comments and, you know, it's kind of nasty in, in comments and stuff like that. And apparently from what I got from the hotel staff, Eleanor or somebody took a dislike to him and started throwing things like pots and pans at his head while he was on camera and while he was filming. <laughs> and I kind of looked at the staff and said, well, I would, I, I would have too, but yeah, Eleanor is very possessive of that hotel. She has been seen when people have had dinner in the in the main dining room. She's been seen standing standing there looking out the window. In fact, the last time we were there, there was a report within a day and a half of us being there that she that they had seen her standing there, because somebody had come and reported that they were really impressed because there there, there was a uh, employee in, in period clothing there, and the employees went, no, uh, uh, wasn't us. There's another story of somebody of kids that because they they have a night manager. Sometimes the doors open. Somehow they got in through the front door in the middle of the night. And this manager was somewhere else, maybe in the bathroom. I don't know where he was at, in the hotel. And he ran into these kids. These kids, when 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 he encountered them, they were running down the stairs, terrified, because they said a woman had chased them on the upper floor. And then she disappeared. So I guess Eleanor saw them and chased them, you know, chased them down the stairs, ch chased them out, protecting the hotel. Lots of stories like that. Lots of stories from that hotel. And like I said, when we do go there, that's one that never disappoints, ever. Because we know we're going to get good quality EVPs and everything out of there. When I get my website finally updated and done, you guys can go over there and check out our, our, our main website because everything's over there. All that evidence, you know, that we've gotten over the years on that in that hotel is there. Fascinating stuff. Um, let me think and see. There's Woman Opera House, there's Sacramento Theater Company. That's another one. Sacramento Theater Company is active. Had the weirdest thing happen there. We were down there on a hot afternoon. It must have been probably 105. It gets hot here. 105, 110. 
and there are doors on the dressing room, you know, where they do all the dressing stuff. Uh, they're they're real thick because you know they're soundproofing because it's a theater, so they're real thick steel doors. And we had left the door open because it was hot. No breeze. We all went in there. There were about probably ten of us. So we're kind of just looking around, and the door slammed by itself. No reason. No rhyme or reason. It just slammed by itself. Then, off to the one one end of that area, there's a kind of like a sound booth area. Because there's a there, there's a big theater there, and then there's the smaller like a like a round or theater, a round theater, you know, theater in the round. So there's a there's a sound booth right there or, or a lighting booth. And there's reports of, of, of noises in there. So anyway, um I'm standing at the back of the crowd, towards, you know, right in front of the almost right in front of the sound booth area. And I start to hear footsteps come up behind me. And it was funny because it was like this person that came up behind me had keys, kind of like a superintendent, you know, or, or a janitor. Because every time they stepped down, the keys would go clink, 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 you know, when he would step down. And it was a slow, deliberate step. And I thought, that's really creepy. So I moved. <laughs> Again, I was a young investigator, so I was I was hanging with the psychics because they, they can see what's going on. I'm no fool. So I go hanging with the psychics. And somebody else came in to stand where I was standing. And so I was watching her. And I see her standing there. But she's standing more like she's standing facing us without her back being to that particular room. And I'm watching her. And as the, as, as the sounds start, She's looking at me, and then she's looking over to her left. And she's looking back at me, looking over to her left, looking back at me. And I knew she heard it. So then as we started to move on in the room, she goes, did you hear that? You can't believe what I just heard. I said, yeah, I know. I heard it too. The other weird thing was there was this closet that had all these mannequins. Now, Sacramento, we're, we're on an earthquake fault. So I'm, I'm going to give it that, you know, the whole logical investigation thing. We're on an earthquake fault. I admit it. And they had this long closet. I mean long. The closet must have gone in like 12 feet. 12 feet by maybe 4 feet. And they had those dress mannequins. You know, because they're making costumes in there, right? So they had a bunch of these dress mannequins. And I think they were like two, like one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, all the way down this, all the way down this thing. When we opened the door, all the mannequins were swaying. Now, could it have been something paranormal or could it have been an earthquake? I don't know. But, I mean, it's funny because this was happening with these, you know, with these mannequins when we were there and all this, we were, we were getting all this activity. Okay. Later on that night, I was with Karen Clark and we were walking through the small theater. And I saw it when she said it. There was a pink orb that went by. Now, normally when you think about orbs, you know, because you're, you're always trying to debunk stuff, colored orbs usually are indicative of um, of uh, pollen. Pollen makes colored orbs. But this is inside, right? And there are reports at this theater of this pink orb there's also reports that they hear a woman in what sounds like a woman in high heels walking around right so there was a hungarian and this is the story okay there was a hungarian act act cross-dressing actor or actress named pinky that was the nickname so that's who they think it is so we saw this pink orb both karen and i saw this pink orb but Karen was scary because Karen was really excitable. So she would jump up and go, oh, my God, did you see that? And then I would jump about a foot. Don't do that. So we go back up to the costume room. And we get back up there and we start walking down. And this one hall, when, when you tra transgress that room towards the upper stage stuff, there's like this long hall and there's like a bunch of storage boxes on either side. 
and it's a fairly thin, thin little hall. But the creepy thing was is that as we're going through this hall, as we're moving on either side, the boxes are moving like there's something running back or like right like, like there's a rat on either side, right? Because you can see the boxes moving in and out as we're going. And they're moving in and out along with us as we're walking. Yikes, right? Now, I talked the other day on, on TikTok about the, the, the Woodland Opera House and Madame Maceska, the Polish opera singer. Madame Maceska, um, I think early 1900, I, I can't remember when she performed, but she performed in almost every theater on the West Coast. Every theater. And... The Sacramento Theater Company is no different. Now, this is something that I always wondered, you know, back then, because I was still a new investigator. I was only maybe like a year in, two years in. And I always wondered that if ghosts from one place would remember you at another location. And so I'm sitting on the stage up there, up at Sacramento Theater Company, getting ready to film, you know, get my camera ready. And Karen comes out. And she says, someone's looking for you. And I said, what do you mean someone's looking for me? And she says, yeah, it's, it, it, it's an actress or something. She's looking for you. And I said, well, what, you know, what, what do you mean? And she goes, she speaks, a, she speaks a foreign language. She's looking for you. I think her name is Majeska. And I said, wow. You know, so she recognized me from the two or three times that I'd gone to Wilden Opera House. So she came to see me when I was at Sacramento Theater Company. Kind of cool. Kind of cool, right? Kind of cool. So they do recognize you from one location to another. Makes you wonder about the afterlife, right? <laughs> um, one time I was out there filming. I went back to get some, out, some, some I'm going to say B-roll foot, footage, right, for the, uh, at the exterior of the, at that theater company. And... Um, and as I was standing out there, something was on the roof because it was I had this blur that was walking across the top of the again again the video cameras right I, I could see this this definite blur across the top of the you know walk, like walking back and forth across the top of the theater didn't know what it was but I picked it up so that happened there as well um let me think about a couple other places let's see the Gold Country Plasterville. Placerville uh, has a, a very active Main Street. A lot happened there. A lot. That used to be called Old Hangtown. Because that's where they did, obviously did, did hang, you know, hangings. There, there were actually two hangman, hangman Street. There used to be a bar right on Main Street, a saloon or a saloon. That is where the actual tree is. And I don't know if the, the stump used to be underneath this building. And they tore the building down, so I don't know if the stump's still there or what. Haven't been been out there in a while. But the Chamber of Commerce building on on Main Street also had a hanging tree. But it's interesting because when I worked in Placerville, I didn't realize how active it was until I would get off work and, and well, not off work, but like after work hours, because as as a as a newspaper reporter, there were stories I had to cover after I got off work. And so I was parked by the community center and the community center had these big windows that reflected out. And I was parked there and I, I, I grabbed a burger and I had a burger and I was, I was just kind of sitting there waiting because I, I was going to cover a self-defense class. And I happened to look up at my rearview mirror and then I looked at, I looked at my rearview mirror and then I looked at the windows. And a man was walking behind me, dressed in Grim Reaper clothing. Slow and deliberate. Looked up again, gone. The legend is that the hangman used to walk every day. Excuse me a second. Wow, okay. That the hangman used to walk that route every day. The hangman in Placerville. So did I see him? Maybe I did. Who knows? Um, there's a bookstore 
I don't know if it's a bookstore anyway. A lot of these places change hands a lot, so it's hard. Like now, you know, like the candy store became a toy store, and then the toy store became something else, and blah, blah, blah. There's a bookstore. That's always ha- that's been haunted for years, and they say that people that have opened the 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 door to go in in the morning have heard like 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 the tea party in there. Ladies laughing and 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 cups clanking and all this other stuff. But there's a lot of reports of that in this building. We go in there. I think I got to make sure I got the right place because I guess it, there's so many of them. We go in there do an investigation. We got some really cool EVPs. And coal spots. We were following a lot of coal spots around the place. Right? Place you wouldn't think is is um, active. Woodland, California. Oh my gosh. Main Street in Woodland has all kinds of stuff going on. And as a newspaper reporter, before I really, before I thoroughly got into doing this, I thought it would be fun to cover stories on Main Street. And we actually did. There was a I don't know if it's still, again, I don't know if it's still there, but there was a little restaurant, a little bakery restaurant that had that frequent activity that, that we heard about. So we decided to go in there and do an investigation in there with the newspaper. Took a psychic in with us. And we had stuff happen in there. That, you know, there were reports that people would walk in in the morning and all the flour, you know, the, the bags of flour have been open and then the flour was spread all over the floor in this place. Hot and cold spots, things like that going on. So we go in, and I'm trying to play. I'm trying to play the, the, the big brave investigator as I go in, and you know I've never done this before. And we got we first thing we get is a cold spot in the kitchen. So I decide to chase it around. You know I'm writing my article and taking notes, and you know my on my digital voice recorder, and and I'm chasing this cold spot around. And I guess I irritated it really good with whatever this thing was. Really, really big time because my photographer that went down in the basement. Because remember, a lot of these old towns, just like old town Sacramento or anywhere you go, you know, especially if they're near a river, or even even when they rebuild, they usually rebuild on on top of the original town. So again, you've got the same thing in Placerville, where underneath you've got you know the, the bricks, and then you got the main building. So there's always like a basement in there, and. So my photographer was having a hell of a time. He was down in this basement area trying to take photos and nothing was coming out. They were all blurry. Couldn't explain it. Could not explain it. So we come upstairs. And again, I here I am chasing this cold spot around like an idiot. You do stupid things when you're first investigating. You know, when you're a young investigator. I'm chasing this cold spot around like an idiot. And as we're taught, as, as I'm interviewing, you know, the uh, the... The, the workers there, a clock that's on the wall. It's, it's, it's up on the wall, okay? And bear, like I said, bear in mind it's earthquake area, but there's a clock on this there's a clock on the wall. And this clock fell down. And I mean it not only fell, it fell like that. Boom. And if you remember that scene, I mean this is why I was a green investigator, right? If you remember that scene in Poltergeist where they actually witnessed the uh the ghosts, right? You see them like this, and, and, and they've got the coffee cups and, and the teacups, and they're like this, and their hands are shaking. This is me. That clock came flying off the wall, and I'm and I'm looking, and I got my recorder, and I'm like, right, my hand shaking, right. And I looked at him, and I said, "That's gonna cover it for the questions. I, I, I'm done. That's it. That did it. You know." So I my my theory, my theory was that I. Because I chased whatever that was around the building. It, I irritated it. To the point that it did that in front of us. That's the kind of stuff you run into when you're out. Now we'll go back to Placerville. Because I didn't want to leave out Woodland. Hang on a second, let me do this. Credible story I have, again, before I was an official investigator. My friend Marisa was with me in the car. Um, we used to watch In Search Of tell ghost stories on a search of unsolved mysteries back in the old days. And um, my dad bought me this Sony Mavica camera. That's what all the ghost hunters on TV were using. And I thought it was really cool. So I knew of a haunted place up there called the Car- not the Carrie House. Oh my gosh. The Vineyard House. That's it. I knew I'd remember it. 
And I said, let's take a drive up there and see what there is to see. We'll take the camera up, see, see if we can get some photos. And it was getting dark. You know, we go driving up there. And uh, we turn onto the road. Everything's fine and dandy. And then all of a sudden, I feel this fear hit me. And I was so scared. And I remember I was just, my, my eyes were just glued forward on the road. And I heard this voice say, go home. Go home now. And so I drive up, and, and when you go up this road, you go to the monument where John Sutter's standing up there, and he's pointing back down at, at his gold discovery. Because this is in Coloma, where they discovered gold. So he's pointing down his gold discovery. I didn't even stop to look at anything. I turned, I, I did the little circle thing, started back down the road. And I didn't tell my friend anything of what was going on. I just knew I had to get the hell out of there. So I was just, you know, I was just focused, phone focused, stone focused, sorry. And my friend looks at me, and my friend, and I, and I remember hearing her say, it. she says, there's a fog and it's moving on the side of the road. And I remember going, I don't care. And I drove all the way home. And it took me a good couple of hours to shake that feeling. It was just absolute, absolute terror. Like if we had stopped to look at anything or even turned to look at anything, that it wasn't going to end well. For us now i've been back since then i've gone up there a lot of times and it hasn't bothered me i've been at the center there's a cemetery across the way from the place the story is that one of the original owners that, that owned that vineyard house got syphilis and he was and it affected his brain so his wife chained him up in the basement and so he of course he went mad and so that's that that's where the haunting comes from. And he's there and she's there and they're buried across from the building in the cemetery. And so the story is that people that stay or live there, and I don't know if it's true anymore, who know, you know, who knows what's going on. The people that own it don't like open their doors to investigators. But the stories are that they can that 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 if you're lying in bed and you're staying there because for a while it was a B and B. And excuse me, I just hate glasses. While you know, while you're lying in bed, you, so somebody will come and tuck you in at night. Things like that. The other stories are that they that they can never, for many many years, no matter how much they try to grow grapevines there, the grapevines would always die. So who knows? And then the other story is to coincide with my friend seeing the fog moving near the side of the road, is that she crosses the road at night. They see her, you know, people see her apparition at night crossing back and forth on the road between the cemetery and the house. Because the house is directly across from the cemetery. So maybe that's what she, maybe that's what we saw, she saw. Maybe that's, I don't know. I wasn't, <laughs> I was in no mood to take a look at the side of the road to see the fog. So off, you know, off we went with that. There's a uh, shop. In Plastron. I don't like I said, I don't know what it is now. It was an ice cream shop for a while, toy store, kind of candy store. So I don't know what it's become. Because, you know, like I said, they're ever changing. But we did an investigation in there and there were reports of a little boy that would run around this place and people would be sitting in there eating. I know the last time we did it, it was kind of like an ice cream restaurant. And people would be sitting in there eating and they would hear the door open and close. Because there was a bell on the door that they could hear the door, the, the bell ringing in there. And there were times when the faucets would turn on and off by themselves in this place. And um, the report, you know, there were all kinds of reports of stuff, of activity in this place. We go in there to do the investigation and we had some really weird, strange, strange things happen. The bells did go off. We, we were sitting there just. Um, John at each other like late at night and we did hear the the door the door open you know you, you could hear the bell ringing just like people reported cold spots everywhere the other thing that was experienced is they had like a stairway back there and you could smell cigar smoke real heavy cigar smoke now granted there were holes on the sides of the walls where maybe somebody you know next door because you know somebody next door could have been smoking or something but you could definitely smell cigar smoke there was a back room in this area, and from what I'm understanding, 
And I'm trying to remember whether it was this building. I'm not going to like claim anything at this point that whether it was this building or the other building with the bookstore, where there was a, a little bar back there, a little saloon kind of thing. And we were sitting back there with a newspaper crew. And I actually picked up on an EPP what sounded like somebody taking a shot glass and slamming it down on top of a wooden table. In fact, when I heard the noise, I even came home and recreated the noise to prove it. But that's what it sounded like. It might have been the bookstore, the back of the bookstore. But this building, they had a scale in the back to weigh the ice cream. And the scale was unplugged. And while we're sitting there filming and doing sessions there, because Karen Clark was there, and they would, I guess the, the staff was seeing appearances of, of you know, apparitions and stuff in, in this back area. And while we were back there, the scale came on by itself. And I actually caught it on film. So that happened. And Karen kept talking about animals, animals, animals. So I went over to the chamber, you know, the chamber of commerce and found out that, uh, or the archives, and found out that um, at one time that had been a uh, slaughterhouse back in there, which is where she picked up the animals. Anyway, I've talked my head off. So I hope you've been as entertained as I have felt entertaining you tonight. It's been a fun night for me to talk. Uh, you know, like I said, we're we're on the clock app tonight, and we're on Facebook, and we're on Twitch, and we're hang on a second. God, this is gonna drive me crazy. We're we're on the clock app tonight. We're on Facebook, and we're on Twitch, and we're on YouTube tonight, going live. But I just want to sit down and have a ghostly chit chat since I didn't have a guest tonight, and I thought uh, I hope I entertained you with some with some spooky stories about about ghostly hauntings. Right, that stuff we experience in, in, in these haunted buildings. All right. Anyway, tomorrow night, and uh, I'm sorry, TikTok, this is this isn't going to happen for you guys. But uh, like I like I said, Nancy, Matt, and I are going to do a special TikTok with just for you guys. Okay, we're going to go live together and, and talk ghosts and talk being psychic, and she might even do some readings for you guys. But tomorrow night, for my other group, for the California Haunts Radio Group, Nancy, Matt, will be here. We're gonna do a Thursday night because I have a I, because I have a special guest on Friday that requested Friday, so Nancy's gonna be with me tomorrow at six thirty p.m. Pacific, and we're gonna be talking ghosts. Why do they hang out? What makes them stay in a place? Tragedy, whatever. What makes them hang out in a place? That's what we're gonna be talking about. Okay. That being said, if you like the show. And this goes for you guys on TikTok as well. If you like the show, be sure to hit the like button. Be sure to hit the share button. Be sure to hit that screen. Tap that screen. Also, follow. Follow, follow, follow. That goes for everybody along, along the spectrum. Follow. All right. If you're on YouTube again, subscribe if you haven't already. Always looking for subscribers. Check out all our videos. There's four, more than 480 videos over there. You're going to see something you like. Uh, trust me. Got all kinds of topics. UFOs, cryptids, you name it. We, we cover the gauntlet. All right. Also, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We're equal opportunity here. We're just trying to get the word out. Word of mouth. We've been doing this three years in this format, and we've done really well with, build, with building everything up. In fact, as soon as I get done here, this is going to be uploaded to a podcast feed. So it's going to go out all over the world. So we're doing really well with all that. But I couldn't do it without you. I couldn't do it without you guys sharing it. Helping me out and getting the word out. We're like the little show that could, right? That's what we're doing. Okay. For you guys over on TikTok, if you're interested in watching the live shows, since we can't go live yet with TikTok completely, Go to youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio and check us out at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. Okay? Anyway, tomorrow night will be Nancy Matts. I will see you guys tomorrow and 6.30 p.m. Pacific, usual time. Let me get the queue up here so I can end this. And thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. And see ya. <laughs>